Hola, Matridistas. Um, sorry, my mic was <laughs> muted before. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of Let's Be Real. We're going to be looking at the game against uh, Sevilla today. And it is a very big game for, for most situations, but is it still a big game for you, Farouk? Oh, you know, it's it's no longer a big game, honestly. Like, uh, yeah, it's a game against Sevilla, but, you know, it's a game that actually uh, carries no weight, determines nothing, you know, maybe other than the second position. So, it's 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 a game of insignificance, you know. Like, and the point is, I don't think even Benzema is in the running for the PGC anymore as well. I don't think so. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's 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 just an inconsequential game. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a game to see, you know, what Carlos gonna put out there, what he's gonna try to do or not try to do. You understand? Well, I mean, it's not a game that I go to watch with, you know, great excitement because I know, like, it's not like Carlos gonna, you know, try something exciting, you know, to get out of our seat. So, you know. The only thing we know that was interesting was that, you know, you were chasing a title or you were chasing something. So, you know, winning games are important and stuff like that. But now, you know, like you can win by hook or crook if it means three points, if it means you get closer to a title. But now when you win by hook or crook, like it means nothing because like the victory means nothing. So like you're just, you know, watching a boring game that eventually gives you three points that are inconsequential. I mean, uh, yesterday, uh, Doris was kind of hyping me up. We're in the running for the second position. Come on, where's your spirit (laughs) change? Uh, but anyway, some that, crazy shit went down in La Liga yesterday, uh, Farouk. Uh, so, Atletico is some, still somehow in third position uh, since they drew to Espanyol yesterday. You want to take us through all of the madness that happened over there? Yeah, man, you know, uh, it's it's quite interesting that, you know, like, this is Diego's team, Mironi's team, you know, and, like, they actually went 3-0 up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and actually in the first 60 minutes of the game. And actually, the interesting thing was this. Uh, that I was saying to you earlier, Jacob, was that the fact that La Liga doesn't have a goal line technology. And I think there was a goal from Greasy. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Griezmann who scored a goal. And the goal was, that it was you know, determined just by, I don't know, the power of friendship, you know. That's the... Um, so, <laughs> that's the... VAR did take a look, but apparently, like, if you actually analyse the images afterwards in the match, the ball didn't actually fully go in. And VAR just so was, like, a really bad angle to actually... Because they don't so have better angles. Exactly. This is the point. That's why I said to you, like, it's just a power of friendship. Like, they just saw what they saw. Like, this is what we're being given. So there is no other choice but to determine it based on this. You understand? But what I'm being, what I'm saying here is that uh, it's quite interesting, you know, how this whole client does not exist, how you don't know if the ball is in or out. You understand? But the thing is, this will determine what happens to, you know, as final season. Okay, yeah, hindsight, because if if uh, Atletico didn't go 3 0 up, maybe Espanyol uh, doesn't score three goals, you understand? Maybe they scored just two goals to make it 2 3 and what is or what is not. But Atletico went 3 0 up in 60 minutes and they came back and they bottled it 3 3, you understand? Well, the point I'm trying to make here is that, and I, I was actually hearing today, like, uh, that actually once upon a time, Javier Teva said that the Hawkeye technology, which is used for the goal line, is too expensive for La Liga to afford. And actually, I was just saying, like, I actually thought it was a complete package. You buy VR and they include everything in it. You understand? Why do you have to buy this technology separately and this technology separately? I don't know, man. Honestly, like, I mean, even if they don't have the Oka, at least have a camera that shows you the line. You understand? Like, at least you can get the top view of the line. That way you can determine by yourself, by your blind eye, by your naked eye that, okay, the ball is either over or not over. You understand? Even if you don't have the sensor and all these things. So it's quite interesting. And, you know, when when, when you... When you look at the, the bottom table, you know, like uh, Espanyol is on 35 points, Valladolid is 38, Cadiz is 38, Gaddafi is 38, you understand? 
it's a two-point gap there. If Espanyol wins at the weekend, and one of this, I mean, either of this guy, well, I mean, yeah, one of these guys is lose, Espanyol most likely stays up. You understand? But what I'm just saying is that if one of them draw, Espanyol stays goes down based on goal, uh, based on just one point difference. You understand? So this is two points dropped at you know in their game against Atletico Madrid, which might not have been had it been you know there is. Uh, there was the goal line thing, you understand? So it's 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 quite interesting that you know, like futures of players and coaches is being you know held down to such I don't know, man, frugal you know decisions. <laughs> but anyways, you know, the more important thing is that a Simeone team losing a three 0 lead after sixty minutes, man. I mean, what the hell is happening at you know at Leti, Honestly, like obviously, yeah, they've been in good form and they've been back there. But I mean, they still haven't convinced i don't know if you would accept my um, my statement jacob like they still haven't convinced they still you know don't give you that fear that's why i want to say like okay we are fighting for a second but what like i just feel like you know it's one of those fights we always have you know with the likes of sevilla sociedad betis if you could remember last year like sevilla like the pretenders to the title you know and then betis were like oh we're almost in the conversation things like this so like actually right now that's the kind of vibe i get from atletico as well like on like you know in 2014 15 16 where you feel like yeah, atletico is a genuine you know threat I mean, to be honest, for them also, they don't have too much to fight for. It, let's say, uh, if we if they were, in fact, uh, in the standing for the first position, we would see a completely different Atletico team, Farouk. Uh, I don't think they'll be playing like this. They won't be li- giving down, like, three elites. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Uh, next season is going to be a cracker uh, in terms of the Madrid derby. Uh, yeah. In terms of the VAR... You think so? Let's see, huh? Yeah, let's see. I, I think there's... Uh, they're coming back, uh, at least with the uh, freeing of Joe Felix's salary. Maybe they can get a couple more players in. Uh, these guys have amazing scouting talents. So, let's see. Well, are they, are they going to free Joe Felix? Or like Chelsea hasn't made a commitment, or are they? I mean, if Chelsea are fucking stupid, man. I'm pretty sure they're going <laughs> to... Uh, Bro, I, I I read I read earlier today that like Todd Bowley actually is being kicked out of football operations. So I think Poch is oh. not Poch actually as I think lead his first marker there. You know, there is no Bowley in the footballing decisions anymore. So oh wow, that's 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 something huge. So Jeff Felix is still going to be playing in La Liga next season. Wow, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the the, the plan is for him. But I mean, right now because Chelsea has too many players, honestly. Mm-hmm. They might want to keep Felix, but will they be able to keep Felix? That's the question, you understand. I actually was reading, like, you know, like asking for Atleti for like another two year, like an, a one year loan, you know, an extension of the loan. So it totally becomes like an 18 month loan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that, that 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 might be the way out. Well, for now, honestly, like there is nothing written in stone yet. So we just have to wait to see that, how that pans out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's go through some of the comments. Uh, these guys are always here. Uh... So Dennis says, hi Dennis, uh, I wonder if Rahul will be here in the chat today after Atleti bottling a 3-0 lead yesterday. Yeah, I <laughs> were you here yesterday? Rahul was all up against us. Uh, he was. Uh, oh, post- really? He was posting some provocative messages, deleting them. I mean, I saw it, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no Atleti yeah, fans man. to be seen anywhere around today. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Actually, I I was expecting Raul before yesterday, honestly, like, because I it's, it's been a bad bad couple of days, you know. So I was actually expecting Raul to you know come and you know poster things in our face, but I see he came on the wrong day and he said karma for his team, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mojis 2.0. Hey, fellas. Uh, best of luck next season from a City fan. Hopefully, we meet in next year's final. Okay. Should we do a should should we do a European club and see where is the final next year? Book your tickets. Oh, I, I was thinking. I thought you were gonna say let's do like a Man City preview again. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's kind of inevitable, isn't it? Like, at, if we're gonna survive uh, later on in the competition, we're gonna be facing Man City. It's almost gotten well, to that point. Uh, exactly. That's that's the thing you know. Like, where that's the thing you have right now. That you know. We used to be that you know guys you know from 2010 to I don't know wherever it was to I think even till now we are that guys because you see almost everyone who knocked us out of the Champions League actually goes to the final you understand so like the thing is that to actually get to the to to to, to you know to a championship game you need to knock us out but now honestly as you said City have actually you know built themselves you know in that direction as well that whether you like it or not like you have to face City sooner or later in order to reach that championship game eventually so I think you're totally right like I mean. City is now something that we can't run away from, even if we want to or we don't want to. Honestly, so mm. yeah. Just like uh, we can't escape City, uh, just because of the Bundesliga positions right now, it looks like uh, Bayern are going to be facing Barcelona again in the group stages next season. Oh wow, interesting. I mean, honestly, like you know, I, I, I obviously, like you know, I don't know if you know much about the uh, Dortmund coach Azor Terzic or not. Well, like Terzic used to be a fan. We used to go to the big yellow wall and watch football from there. Hmm. And now he's about to, you know, win the first title. I think in ten years for Borussia. Imagine. But the thing is, honestly, like if there's anything that can bottle this, it's Spurs and it's Borussia Dortmund. Honestly, these are two teams that literally have bottling written in the dictionary. You know, like this is they have a third or a fourth name somewhere that isn't there. But you know, I will be so happy. You know, for 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 players like Marco Royce. You know, for for. For you know Terzic, the coach as well. Like it's it's not been an easy ride. You understand, but hmm. you know they 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 totally deserve you know uh, this, and I really hope that they can they can they can you know end it on a high. Honestly, I really hope they can see it out. Hmm. I don't follow a lot of Dortmund, uh, but usually when they bottle it, it's always because they have such a thin squad outside of the starting eleven. They have nobody to turn to when the going gets tough towards the end of the season. Is that the case uh, this season as well, or? Are they decently covered with attacking attacking options at least? I mean, I wouldn't say uh, you know I wouldn't go ahead to say like okay like I know too much about Borussia Dortmund as well myself. But the point is that one thing we all know for sure is that in this season, whether you like it or not, you know the inconsistencies of Bayern Munich came to the fore. You understand the inconsistency of Bayern Munich is something because we've seen how Bayern could easily dispatch Borussia Dortmund twice. You understand without any without breaking any sweat. You understand. But yeah, to your point, you know, like uh, this time around, like a lot of players have stepped up. You understand? You look like, for example, Emre Can. Emre Can was 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 a liability to 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 Dortmund last year. I remember this a lot because I remember a lot of Dortmund fans were, you know, like cursing him and stuff like that. You know, and let's not forget about, you know, also like the 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 coming into form before he got injured of Julian Brandt. You understand? Julian Brandt was like really the best player in 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 the Bundesliga before he got injured. You know. So there has been a lot. Of, actually, what's happened with Dortmund is that a lot of promising players have always underperformed. You understand? Even you know, Brandt was the next big thing when he came when he joined from Leverkusen. He didn't work. You understand? Who else come back coming back home was, was supposed to be you know uh, the key to fit you know the, what what's going to show up their defense. You know, it didn't work as well. You understand? So these are these are all these things you know were 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 in there what didn't work as well. But honestly, like you know, 
Like, even I think players like Mahmoud Daoud also have underperformed, you know, like Rafa Guerrero also, they all underperformed. But this season, you know, like uh, uh, Terzic actually has been able to, you know, conjure consistent performances out of, you know, these players, you know, be it Mahmoud, be it, you know, uh, Stali Ozjan, you understand? Like, so that's the thing, you know, and also uh, the, the the development of Karim Adeyemi this year as well has been really, really, you know, key to, to what, you know, they achieve. So I think that's, that goes about the depth you're talking about in the forward line as well. You know, and even you know the the one the ones promising players like Joe Reyna, like right now they are just you know they give a lot of impact off the bench. You know, similar to what we were getting in the previous years from the likes of you know Rodrigo and Kamavinga. So that's also very important. You know, uh, that depth that you're referring to to have players off the bench that can actually you know come and impact you know games and what is and what is not. And I think even another important thing is you know the return of of, of Sebastian Haller as well. You know, I think it's 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 not just a boost in terms of you know. Uh, personnel, but I think it's also a boost in terms of confidence because, you know, this is a player that who fought the battle against cancer and he came back into the team. So I think, like, you know, that's powers on the team as audience and that's a, a motivational confidence. I don't know if there's such a word, but I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's something. But yeah, to answer your question, I think, yeah, uh, this season Dortmund are a bit deep and uh, I, I'm sorry to say, well, you know, it also couples with the inconsistencies of Bayern Munich as well. Yep, yep. I mean, to be fair, like, any team in the world will struggle against Bayern Munich to pour, like actually compete for something like the Bundesliga. And still, like major props to Dortmund that have been able to do that, in spite of all of the inconsistencies that you talked about. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is that, you know, they're playing at the, at the you know, at the Westerfan, I don't know what do they call it? I don't know, anyways, they're playing at, you know, Dortmund is playing at home, you know, in front of the Great Yellow Wall for the, for the final game. So, that actually makes me believe that, you know, they will be able to get the job done, actually, because, you know, they will have all the emotions and all the people, you know, uh, pushing for them. And I'm sure, like, you know, finding the tickets to that game is going to be, it's going to be easier to find a diamond than to find that, for, to find a ticket to that game, honestly. So, yeah, yeah man, I mean, it's, it's, it's a game to watch definitely this weekend. Is it, is it the only league with, like, a competitive uh, title race going on? Or is... Uh... How's the Portuguese I, league doing? Who who won the Portuguese league this time? Are PSG champions yet? Obviously, be man. Was that a I title race going champions. Oh wow! I think PSG are in champions yet. Oh, PSG are champions, I think, because they yeah, have six PSG, points yeah. in two games. Yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's not a race anymore. Two games, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the Portuguese league? Um. So the league basically finished and Benfica topped the charts. Porto right behind with two points, I guess. Yeah, they have one more game. So one but, more game. Uh, yeah, they have one more game. So it's 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 gonna go down to the wire, man. Hmm. It's gonna be interesting because Benfica drew their last game as well. They left the title race just just a bit open for the last yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, even if because I think even a draw in the final game still gives them the trophy, given the superior goal difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the tiebreaker in 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 Portugal, but, but based on what we're seeing, unless like there is a like a ten goals, ten goal, ten goal, rather it's actually eleven goal swing from Porto. Like they don't win the, you know, <laughs> they don't win the title based on goal difference. So I don't know, maybe they also use head trade or something like that, but. Mm. It is a, actually, it's quite interesting, you know, that you mentioned that as well. You know, the fact that we are all having, you know, champions so early, like before, you know, we go to the ultimate games or the decided games. I mean, in La Liga, Barca won the title, I think, with four games or with five games to spare, something like this. Five games, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I think City has two games left when I think City had three games left when they won the title as well. And uh, you know, Napoli obviously everyone knew they were champions since January, so there was not even you know debate there. So it's quite interesting how you know this this the, this uh, teams you know you have a team like Inter Milan you know who is about to win a double, but will finish gazillions of points behind you know <clears throat> behind the team like Napoli as well. You know, so it's 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 quite interesting to see that you know, but then. I guess maybe it comes down to that, you know, as we always talk about, even for Real Madrid, that consistency in the league and that, you know, uh, know-how in the Champions League, you know, those are two different things, you know, like in cup competitions, European competitions, you know, that that know-how is really, really uh, important, honestly. But yeah, man, let's 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 see how it goes. Oh boy, I actually don't want to read this comment, but hey, I'll go ahead anyways. So Sam, uh, presum <laughs> presumably a Man City fan, he says, they won't be in the final. They're done. Out here. You think we're a washed up team, Farouk? <laughs> you think they, they can't compete for the final next year? I think we can compete for the final next year. Mm. We will be, I think we should be able to compete for the final next year. But the point is, uh, can, we, can we... I mean, the point is, we're going to compete eventually, you understand, but... With the same team right now, like I wouldn't, you know, uh, discount another, you know, dropping at the hands of teams like Man City, you know. So uh, this is the thing. Well, like I think we will be able. To, I mean, because the thing is, when you when you're getting to the quarterfinals, the semifinals of the Champions League, it means you're competing for the final because you're literally the last four teams in the competition. You understand? So you're competing. But the question is, can you take that giant step to reach the final eventually? You understand? So uh, this is the question. And I like I always say, like you know. Uh, based on, unless I see something, you know, dramatic or something drastic rather next season, you know, uh, I don't think Carlo Ancelotti can, you know, uh, conjure up something that can, you know, uh, move these guys past this. So I just think it's all about hero ball. You know, as we've seen in the semi-final, Benzema was nowhere to be found, you know, look uh, like uh, cross, literally his only single thing he knows how to do is pass, he could not pass, you understand? Modric was a shadow of himself, you know, Rodrigo was nowhere to be found. So, uh, these these are individuals that you know failed in a system did not feel rather the individuals failed. So the thing is that if your individual fails, if you have a good system, your system can bike you up, you understand. But we have we don't have a system, so we require that individual brilliance. We have to play that hero ball, you understand. So unless if uh we're gonna have, I don't know, Rodrigo step it up to a level of Vinicius next year, like Benzema finding a way back, you know, I don't know, or if uh Fed is gonna, you know, rediscover those form, if Jude comes, how is it gonna be, you know. So these are things that are really important because, as I said, like our team is not going to win or lose based on a tactical thing. No, we're going to win or lose based on the individual performances of our players. Exactly. And if you have a starter team, like that's not a bad thing to bank after because these players, they don't need uh, any extra bit of motivation to go out and perform in the Champions yeah. League. I feel like this season, it was an outlier, uh, kind of because of the World Cup. Uh, all of these uh, old players that we could actually, and like all of these players who've already done it before, we couldn't actually uh, depend on them towards the end of the season because they was just they just basically ran out of legs. And next season, maybe a bit of rest will do them good. And maybe I think uh, we won't see such a sorry uh, outing like we saw against Man City. I feel like these players will inevitably inevitably pick up form. But I just wanted to ask you this, Farouk. Um, just go heading into next season, if we have to avoid such a humiliation, let's say, would and the coach is still Carlo Ancelotti, maybe Jude Bellingham comes in, but 
if you can't expect any more signings would is there any other way to actually improve the team for next season oh if you ask me i would say no honestly hmm. because you're literally restricting everything <laughs> there is no more signings see exactly you're saying jude comes there is no more signing the manager is carlo then what should we do we're going to go into this game mendy is injured we're going to go into this game carval is tired you understand and i'm saying mendy is injured now not because i wish him bad but this is the precedent he has set yeah he's always injured when it comes to this key fixtures this you know crunch fixtures you understand and honestly availability is the greatest ability you have mm-hmm. this is what nacho is yep. nacho is not a world class player honestly he isn't but i would take nacho before i take mendy because i know that i can go to sleep easily and wake up easily knowing that nacho will be there but i can say that for mendy and i know that nacho has this chance to turn into a monster from time to time even if he's not a monster he's going to give me an average game 6.5 so why should i take mendy 7.5 or 8 when he's going to be for half of the time mm-hmm. i mean so this is the thing you understand think- yeah go on man the question that i ask you is like the one that's put forward to fiorentino perez right now because he is restricted like that uh, there there is no other good coach out there uh, in the transfer market right now and the transfer with hazard's wages we just can't really bring on another superstar uh, forward for to help rodrigo and vinicius in the back line uh, so things it's just like you said we're just heavily restricted by the market conditions and the current players that we have already in the books so it's going to be hard for fiorentino man i i'm just like really curious if he can get a few backups so let's say we are able to get a few backups in the right back position maybe in the striker position even uh so that might mean that pens and carvajal are more rested maybe even we can even see like fran garcia stepping up for the la liga games and mendy up and firing for the champions league do you think with carlos tactics being similar and with all of our main players being healthy uh, we can actually win the champions league next season i think with all our players being healthy and well rested this is the key thing and i think you also pointed to that you know the fact that you know it's been a very very strange year for for example a player like luka modric you understand benzema has had his fitness issues and what is and what is not you understand so i i, I can understand that so i think if we can i think that's one of the reasons why you know like although i'm totally against the purchase of benzema i kind of feel like you know it will give us chance you know at least to be able to you know ease the rest modric and cruz and you know have you know have them ready and fit for this you know top tier games because the point is honestly i don't really care if modric starts or whatever you know because the point is even if modric doesn't start against city he comes in the 60th minute it gives you a different thing yeah you know he takes control of the whole game if cross doesn't start he comes in the 68 minutes you know he gives you a whole different you know impact into the game you understand even if he starts if he goes out kamavinga comes in chouameni comes in uh, bellingham comes in you know how what however the, the that is you know it gives you a whole different dimension uh, different you know exactly it gives you a whole different dimension you understand so that there is that but my issue still remains that thing that when i'm coming up against an informed jagrilish what am i going to do when i'm coming up against erling haaland okay you guys have found a way to not allow haaland to score fine and good okay yeah but when you're coming up against you know an inform field forward what do you do bernardo silva turned us inside out yeah you know the thing is that when you come up against this kind of teams you need a system of defending you're not defending as individuals 
-hmm. We need a way to defend. We're not defending as individuals. Well, this is the problem, you understand. We we continue to, you know, play individual football. So that's why, you know, I don't think, you know, uh, as you said, with all things being equal and only Jude coming in, I don't think with Carlos team, I don't think we, we, we win, honestly. But the thing is just this, if we can get a second striker, if we can get, you know, a fullback to to challenge Mendy, not to be a substitute to Mendy, no, someone that will challenge Mendy. You understand? I think that challenge might really push on to see, you know, the improvements because let's not forget, like, Marcelo was also unreliable before Quintrao came. Yep. Quintrao pushed him and Marcelo became the beast he became. Mm. You understand? So that's, I mean, it's like that actually, Jacob. When you get so comfortable, you forget about, you know, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you when you get comfortable, then you become a liability or like you start to become a liability, you understand? Because the point is when you're comfortable, there is no there, there, there is no pressure, there is nothing. So honestly, I, I kind of feel like we need that. Really, we do need that, honestly. And I really hope that we can get continuity in our defense next year because this year it's always been a start-stop partnership between Militao and Rudigan Alaba, you understand? For next year, whoever Carlo wants to decide is his thing because the point is I'm not going to come in and say, well, let it be this and that. No, like it's his job to decide that. But I just want him to decide and stick to his guns. You understand? Because no matter how much we might talk about Rudiger and what is and what is not, Rudiger showed us in the match against Haaland that he is up to the level of what is required. Yep. You understand? So that's the thing. Just like these are not, you know, people like me and you are like people who played for Getafe and, you know, and Rayo. No, these are all championship winners. You understand? These are people that have played at the highest level of football. You understand? So they know how to get shit done. But then that consistency is very important. You understand that consistency, continuity, it breeds confidence, and it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, spread across the whole back four. So these are things that are really, really important, honestly, for for next year. But honestly, Jacob, we need something in this team. One player in form of Jude Bellingham, no. We need teams in this team. We need three, four players in this team. Obviously, not starters. Yeah, I get that. But we need players, you know, to to important roles players, important role players. We Keep need them. all of these uh, players on their toes. To provide competition exactly. to squad again. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, one thing I think why we fell in love with Danny Ceballos is this, you know, he gives something different that we don't have on our team. Mm. You understand? So that's why I think, I, at least for me, that's why I fell in love with him because like, when he comes into the game, I see a different, he introduces something different to the game. You understand? So this is why like, also like, maybe that's why also I like Kamavinga as a left because I've been used to seeing Mendy and Mendy being so one-dimensional, but when Kamavinga comes, he's a three-dimensional player. Yeah. He understands the role of the midfield, he understands the role of the defense, he understands the role of, of the offense as well. Yeah, obviously, I know he's not the ideal fullback. Yeah, obviously, he's going to get beaten and all that. But at least he shows me that there is something different, you understand? Hopefully, this is what Frank Garcia shows us as well, I hope. I hope he is able to, you understand? Uh, so, this is, uh, these are the things, you know, we need to see these things as well, like... Lucas Vasquez and Darren Carwell for the fullback position. I'm sorry, I don't buy that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I read some news that came on there that uh, the board is still trusting Carvajal to play uh, next season as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, Carvajal can still be trusted to play, but I just feel like, you know, the Lucas Vasquez thing is what I don't buy. Mm. Honestly, I mean, whenever he's come on for all of these La Liga games, uh, of course, he's contributed. But then uh, in a Champions League game, like you said, we just can't introduce someone like him and then expect uh, things to change or us to get like a different dimension. Hmm. So so that's the thing. That's why I'm saying to you, like, 
we need that. Honestly, I feel like Carval doesn't consider Lucas Vasquez as a competition. Mm-hmm. This is what I feel. I don't know yeah. if it, maybe I might, you know, just have wrong vibes or something like that. But I feel like it's not that. I mean, if we had, for example, a player like Cancelo who can play both fullback, right back and left back, I think like Carval would be on his toes because, like, yeah, okay, this is a player. You understand? This is someone that comes with a pedigree. This is someone that can also sell shirts, which is very important for the Real Madrid as well. Yeah, yeah. You understand? It's not like Audrey Zula, who is someone that doesn't have, you know, I don't know, doesn't have a base or doesn't even have a name, you understand? Or it's not Lucas Vasquez, who is just a local boy, you understand? Something like that. So these are the things. I mean, I really don't even much bother. Like, there's this, uh, I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah, Ivan Fresneda, for example. Mm. You understand? So that's, I mean, he's young and he's 18, but he's a player that can also push. You understand? So these are hungry players. You know, it doesn't really matter. Even you can go to 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 uh, Tobias Vinicius as well from the from from the from the Castilla as well. You know, yep. these are hungry players who are willing to push. You understand? So yeah, but just I just a, feel like you know just, uh, we need like a uh, what you're saying basically is we need a major injection of fresh blood who are out there looking to make a name for themselves. Maybe who are already starters elsewhere coming on here to fight for the starting position. Yeah, man. All, you know, so the thing, why I actually mention all these guys is that because these are young people that are eager to prove themselves. Yep. You understand? Or, for example, let's say if a Cancelo joins. Cancelo is coming off of two bad, you know, I don't I wouldn't say two bad spells, but he's coming off of, you know, reputation damage. You understand? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's trouble at City. He's trouble at Bayern. So here you want to prove people wrong. He comes with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to fight to the core. At least this is what I want to believe that that's the kind of player he is. You understand? Totally. And yeah, uh, I'll just read some of the comments here. So Hassan, hey Hassan, uh, says uh, Benzema would have to score like five goals in the next two games. Uh, so that's the thing that happened in, uh, like over the uh, last game, Farouk. Uh, Benzema, maybe he has one or two sprints left in his game. After that, he is basically like injured or hobbling off. Uh, his fitness just isn't really there, but it seems like he's just put on the pits to, you know, compete for the PGT. And do you think with two games left to go against what Sevilla and who else are we playing? Uh, Elche? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe I can just quickly check there as well. Well, this is the thing. Like you know, we we we. I don't know if that's the. But I don't think that's the reasoning of the team. I think because they don't have anyone to play. Who else can they play? There is no center forward in the team. I mean, we could give like we play a cool. Oh, that's going to be a cracker of a game too. And, yeah, uh, we play Bilbao. Five goals uh, against these two teams. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen uh, for Benzema. I mean, it's Benz. He can easily score three goals in the game against Sevilla as well. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's that's possible. But what I'm just saying now is that, you know, as you, I think you were saying like he was, he couldn't run and stuff like that. I honestly, I didn't see the game yesterday because, you know, uh, we went out actually. So, but the thing is that if this is the case, why are you risking him? We have next year. There is nothing to fight for. Let him go rest. Shut these guys down for the season. Yeah. Honestly, shut these guys down for the season. Why do you have to keep pushing it? I understand that there is no one, but the point is, what else is going to happen? You're going to finish third, uh-huh, and? 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 <laughs> I mean, if the likes of Rodrigo and Vinicius can't play these games, then, then they don't deserve to be at the club. I'm sorry. These guys are built for this. Give them the let them play these games. Rodrigo, Vinicio, Asensio, you know, Asensio, and then bring on Mariano when the time needs, bring on Hazard when the time needs. 
shut these guys down for the season, man. Shut yeah. these guys down for the season. Why do you have to keep pushing it? Five goals in two games. Why? He's won this trophy before. Why do you have to win it again? That's true. We don't even know if he still has the size on it. Uh, he doesn't seem like uh, he does. At least he's not like vocal about it or whatever. Um, uh, anyways, but it was a home game yesterday and uh, it was a major uh, game because all eyes were going to be on Vinicius yesterday. And I feel like that contributed to all of our major starters having a very major role in the match. Maybe against Sevilla we can see a bit more changes if people are more tired. I feel like a bit. We can see a bit more variability, at least in the midfield. I mean, you. I guess you're saying that due to the whole, you know, support for Vini, they actually decided to come out as a full strong team to, you know, show that might be as well. You know, that might be yeah. that, that. You might you might be right there. Well, I mean, I don't. I actually think they're still gonna go with full force against Sevilla because it's a big game as well. And I think it's away in Sevilla. I just think it's one. I think, mm. if I'm not mistaken, because I think we end the season at home. Uh, so. I think they they might want to go with a strong team, but I think Benzema most likely might not travel. I don't know if the squad has been released yet or not, but I think Benzema might not travel in that case. Yeah, if if he was you know hobbling out and what is not. But yeah, man, I I I really like let's shut this guy down, man. Like there's no need to keep doing this. Like five goals in two games, it's it's, it's yeah, he he can do it. I'm not saying he cannot do it, but what's the point? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, we don't. And the point is, even if he, I don't know, I think how because most likely he's plays less, less number of games, maybe he wins it, but. Even I don't know honestly, like there is no point, Jacob. Like mm. there is no point. Like I mean, the thing is that our next season starts from now. Yeah, yeah. Our next season starts from now. So you know, as much as you can rest these guys, rest them. Let them be fully fit, fully fresh. You understand? Let's because the point is, you know, when 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 you have a nagging season, you go into the holiday. You still, you know, because it's a holiday. You try to chill and you don't relax enough for your injury to heal. You go into the preseason. You try to relax in the preseason for your end. Then you start the season behind others because you were injured in preseason and you couldn't train. So it becomes, you know, something that just rolls on and on and on and on. So the point is, let's just, you know, shut everything down now and and just, you know, try to try to achieve something that, that you know, at least a, a clean slate. Let's try to achieve a clean slate, you know, next year at the beginning of next year. So. We can at least have a proper, proper shot at this, at these things, man. It's almost like deja vu, Farouk. Um, even last year, the year before that, Benzema didn't really make it to preseason uh, on time. Uh, he was always late because of these niggling injuries towards the end of the season. Yep. We're, we're yep. seeing this every year now, almost, man. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know, crazy, crazy things, man. Honestly, crazy things. Oh, and then we have a little tiny thread in the comments with Sunet going off on Sam. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay, Pinky I'll just I'll, yeah, I'll just let them be. So this this basically Sunet was basically saying uh, it was a basically a four 0 because we checked out before the start of the game, and Sam replied with, "You clearly didn't watch this YouTube channel if you thought you already checked out four 0 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then so Sunet had to remind him that I run this football channel. And then he was like, uh, you well, you clearly didn't watch the match with uh, Steve. I mean, that's what basically happened. <laughs> uh, we, Steve, uh, we've been explaining this for a while now. And to all the Man City fans out there, when someone like uh, questions your credentials or gives you no chance of making it, we as Real Madrid fans, we have to stand up for ourselves and, you know, say we have a fighting chance. And that's always going to be the case. It just wasn't our night. Stop giving a shit for it, bros. 
But anyway, so Farooq, are you going to be watching the Champions League final? Mm, I'm going to travel on the 9th of June, so depends on what happens on the 10th of June. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's what the thing. Yeah. If you're free and available, everyone's going to watch it, obviously. But then it isn't really a match that we're looking forward to, is it? Definitely not, my honesty. Definitely not. Mm. I mean, it would have been a fantastic game to go to, you know, like here in Istanbul and all that but actually since the whole game went to garbage and the tickets are outrageous to find I just decided like yeah fuck shit man let me just go and do my shit and forget about the whole thing man mm-hmm. so I'm gonna travel on the 9th and based on what happens to me on the 10th then I will decide if I'm watching or not watching you know Yeah. so that's the thing actually alright uh, Hokey's in the chat he says I think they plan to sell Mendy in the summer if an offer comes do you think there's a legitimate offer, uh, interest in Mendy from Premier League teams? Uh, maybe Newcastle? Newcastle has Kieran Trippier, no? Hmm. They do, but uh, it's going to be a Champions League season uh, next year and they're going to be looking to shore up. They have the money to do it. Valid points. They have the money to do it. Yeah, I think actually that's that's a good shot, Jacob. Like I think Newcastle might be in the market for you know someone like this, and this Mendy is someone who has the experience and has the know-how, has been there, done it. You understand? It's going to because when you look at Newcastle's team, other than a couple of people, actually there is literally no one that has the experience of actually playing a game that actually has a meaning. You understand? They're just used to playing in 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 the EPL and playing in the FA Cup and what is and what is not. You understand? So I think. That that might be a good shot because I think Mendy fits the profile of the person of the kind of players that they will be looking to, at least that I think they will be looking to. You understand? So I think Newcastle is a good shot. But the question becomes is who's gonna offer you a substantial amount for Mendy? This is the question, actually. I don't know. Will we get a substantial amount? I don't know what the club is looking for, but will we be able to get a substantial amount? Because the, I said honestly, I repeat this again. Availability is the best ability you have. If you're unavailable. Why take the punt on the guy who is not available? You understand? Yeah. So I think it's gonna. It's I. I think it's just kind of you know, a situation whereby okay, you're not indispensable, but we're not throwing you out. You understand? Yeah. So you're just there. You understand? It's just someone that okay, like he's there. Like if he stays, he stays. If he goes, he goes. Like and the the club is fine. But the question I always have is this: like I mean, I, we've over, we we've read this you know rumors as well in the past. You know that Mo is talking about. But the point is, if the club sells Mendy, what's the plan? Hmm. Just leave, just stay with first and again play. Uh, sorry, stay with just uh, Frank Garcia and again play Kamavinga as as, as a left back again. If that's the plan, I'm sorry. Then we are back to square one. And this is what I said Doris, uh, to Doris as well. Like uh, Ancelotti is gonna take one look at the squad and say, "Hey, Rudiger can play left back. Nacho can play left back. Kamavinga can play left back. We're basically a fucking deep pass team." Uh, same goes for the striker position, and he's gonna say, "Hey." Benzema has backups. Uh, Asensio can play that. Rodrigo can play that. Exactly. 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 Oh boy. I don't know, man. I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I at least know, man, we have honestly. to be grateful for the uh, like uh, the versatility of our players, even if we don't have a deep squad. Uh, but yeah, these are two different things, and I don't think Carlo realizes the difference between these two. Anyway, so I think see. actually he does realize it, but I think Carlo is a coach that is not going to rock the boat, so he's just going to like try to you know make square square uh, square pegs, feet round holes. So 
Mm. Like he's an ultimate politician, you understand, trying to make do of what's available to him. So I think that's that's the thing, actually. It's not about the fact that he, he isn't aware of that. I think he is aware of that, but he just, you know, finds it that, okay, yeah, we can play Riga there, why not? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, do you think if it was any other coach uh, post the Champions League, uh, other coaches would probably ask saying, hey, like we just don't have enough legs in our squad right now. We can't compete on all fronts with such a thin and aging squad. Uh, instead, Carlo just said, hey, this just believe in this team. We got this. Next season, we will be there. Yeah, I think that's going to I mean, we've seen, we've, we've, seen, we've seen the life on direct, right? But I think uh, we've seen that life on direct in the sense that Zidane left, no, after the Champions League final because he, I believe, was of the idea that this team needs to be refreshed. Yeah. This team needs to be recycled, you understand? So this is the reason why he left after winning the Champions League, you understand? Well, Carlo just came in like, yeah, okay, we can, you know, we won last year, but he's not, he, I, I don't know, I think he's not oblivious to that fact, but he just thought that that could be repeated again, you understand? And the whole hero ball and, you know, that's power of friendship bullshit. So, well, that's the thing, like, it's so difficult to replicate that unless you got to a lot of things to fall into place. So, I think he found that out the hard way with the 4 0 dropping at, at their chat. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. Okay, sir. So, Benzema played with a foot wound last game. He got six stitches after. Okay, Jesus. that's it. Like, not not one, not two, not three, four, five, six. <laughs> God. Jesus, like... Why? Yeah, just... Why? Just, there's only one question. Why? Because Asensio <laughs> was on the, was on the uh, bench. We could have played Rodrigo in the middle. Like, a lot of... We could have done a lot of shit apart from playing Benzema. But... Why? I mean, bro, you could have even played Rudiger as a center forward. Like, what's there to lose? Yep. Why, why, why? Why, why risk the man? You understand? This is the thing, like, we keep going into this. And, you know, this, as you said, like, this little knocks, this niggles, they stop the continuity. They stop the flow of this guy. You understand? And the point is, he's no spring chicken anymore. I think he's 34. You understand? So, mm-hmm. It's 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 really, really, you know, difficult, honestly. And there are some things that I really... I mean, I don't know, maybe uh, we find it so easy to make so decisions but I mean you're fighting for nothing yeah then why risk these players why let's see man let's see oh this is uh, the next question is uh, most for you more for you uh, Hassan says uh, Cancelo's done decent at Bayern to be frank but he's probably not going to stay because they can't afford to play uh, pay 70 million for him when they want Declan Rice and a big striker Hmm. Actually, so this is the thing. Like paying that paying that amount for for other transfer fee is fine. But if I remember correctly, like Carlo, uh, Carlo Cancelo was one of the players in big box at City as well. You understand? So and we know that City actually pays their players very well, although like the transfer fees are not quite high. They pay a lot to the to to their players. So the question now becomes is like, would the club be willing to you know shed out whatever it is like you know in transfer fees in addition to you know. Uh, the 70 million that you want to pay as a transfer, you know, uh, uh, you, will you be willing to shed the wages also in addition to 70 million for transfer fees? The question now becomes is also, why would you pay that amount for a player that the club doesn't want? Mm. It is players, you know, they like that City doesn't want to keep Cancelo and Bayern doesn't keep Cancelo as well. Yeah. You understand? So why pay that, 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 that high for him? For me, honestly, like, <clears throat> I believe that if we can get Cancelo on a loan, for sure, definitely go for it. 
I totally am 100% for it. Or even if you can get him for like, I mean, 40s, you know, his ceiling promises so much. Yep. The ceiling promises so, so much. You understand? So he's someone that you want to invest in because you've seen how much uh, you can. And I think he's a player that will thrive in Carlos' system of, you know, uh, power of friendship kind of thing. You don't have to be disciplined. Because the reason why Pep dropped him was that because of that, you know, zonal play that Pep does of the fullback zone is and this. like So that positional, I don't know, that discipline, positional discipline, you understand, was one of the reasons that they had a fallout, you know, with Pep as well. So I feel like, you know, uh, more rightly, I think the, the other time with Momo was saying to me, like, one thing with Cancelo that he always feels is that Cancelo is not a good defender, actually, you understand. For all of the things that he can do, he's not a good defender. And I totally agree with that as well. Uh, for all of what Cancelo brings, he's not a good defender. But this is where, you know, in the past, Marcelo wasn't the best defender at all. Yeah. But we had players to cover for that. You know, we had Casemiro dropping into, you know, positions to cover up, you understand? We had Ramos sprinting across, you know, to cover up. So this is where those players come into play. But right now, you don't have such a team. You know, even your five and six are barely struggling to, to, to you know, to, to hold their thing down. The player who would have done this is Chouamani and you don't even know what the future looks like for Chouamani next season. What's the team going to look like if Jude comes into the team? Considering the form of Kamavinga and that Fede is maybe the first or the second player after Vinicius on the name, on you know, on the team sheet as well. So, you know, all this raises the question of what's the squad going to look like? How are you going to play? So because of all this, you can just, you know, it's not just black and white that, yeah, Cancelo is going to be able to, you know, play for us and and and, and succeed. You know, that's the thing. So, well, I say like he, he promises so much. The ceiling that he offers is so outrageously high that I would be willing to take that risk on him, honestly. But not at the 70 million and considering the wages that he's going to earn as well. Yeah, we def- definitely don't want another hazard, a uh, uh, long-term contract with a heavy, heavy uh, salary. But then... Uh, like a loan can like have no downsides to it, like you said. Uh, and um, okay, he just basically says any other coach who, who would have uh, come out and said that we don't actually have the squad to compete for the Champions League would have been fired immediately. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Sunet was mentioning, uh, how many times did we predict the stitches part last year? Benzema is uh, being overplayed for many years now. Yeah, and uh, that checks out even towards the end of the season. Uh, even if we have nothing else to play for, he still gets overplayed. And that's what we said. Uh, we see that all the time in the preseason, where he's just not ready to come into the season. And it's always up to Vinicius to step up for the first couple of games in the season. And then Benzema comes in and gets rolling. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So, as you said, you know, like uh, we've said this for how many years now? But the point now becomes is, you know, it can be, we can say this for the past two, three years, but at this point in time, it's becoming much more critical because he's coming towards the end of his career. Yeah. You understand? It's because when he's 31, it's you can say all this, you understand? But when he's 34, it's a whole different ball game. And as you said, like these are inconsequential games. Why? With six stitches, there is no point. There is no reason for that. You understand? And I say this like uh, at least based on the precedent they've set for the past couple of games, he doesn't go to away games. So I hope that, you know, uh I mean, at least he doesn't go to away games frequently because he's gone to the Masaya, so I think he's not going to go to the Sanchez Picon. I don't know if that will be the case, but I really hope that he doesn't go. One day can surprise me and be stupid that they want to make him. Because the thing is, that one thing I've seen with the club like, that has changed over the past couple of games is that, sorry, over the past couple of years is that, I do remember like when Cristiano and Ramos and all these guys were there, 
we weren't fueling, you know. I don't know how to put it, but like, not fueling, but I would say like, let's not forget when Messi was winning Ballon d'Ors, Cristiano was still going to the Ballon d'Or thing, right? But in, you know, when the FIFA best happened this year, like they all of all of a sudden they all decided we are not going. Although like uh, some of our players got some, you know, uh, awards, but they just didn't go because they didn't want to. Uh, because of Benzema didn't win, and like you know he was posting the this stats on his Instagram that was showing, yeah. oh yeah, he you know he he won the best player in the street of Madrid. He won the best player in the club of Madrid. He won the best player <laughs> in his house. You know, he was literally listing everything that was inconsequential and what is and what is not. It was basically so, like a fact uh, comment. You remember the Cristiano comment? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he was he he was like that, and you know. Uh, so I just kind of felt like you know like the club actually might be fueling into that you know into the whole Benzema hype thing. So I think maybe the he believes he can score five goals in two games. I believe that as well. But it's logical that there is no need to score five goals in two games. You understand? So maybe the club will also want to push this for him as well, you know, to give him the chance as much as possible, even if it comes at a personal cost of being injured or whatever it is. But it is what it is, unfortunately. But I mean, it is sad. But if this is the, the reality, then I will even be more disappointed in Carl Ancelotti. Mm -hmm. I'll just take uh, one more comment before we actually go and review the game. Uh, so Darren Hunter, he says, uh, we, need a, we need a striker to Benz, Benzema. Uh, not in a bad way, but he's 34. Actually, he's 35. And he only has one or two years left in him. I don't know, man. I feel like it's just going to be one year for me. Uh, he, I think he doesn't plan to like uh, retire at Madrid, right? He's always going to be going back to Lyon, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And if he has to play that, I feel like he has to leave at least next year in order to do that. I mean, this. I think this is a whole plan. You know, even I think the guys were saying, I think both Javier and Mo are saying that 2024 is a is, is a year that the club plans big, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think I, I heard from these two guys as well. And we have also read something about that, the fact that I know there's apparently this clause in Haaland's contract, you know, and Mbappe's contract finishes, Hendrik comes at that time, you understand? So it's, 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 it's looking like a very, very... Uh, interesting thing and actually pinpointed a lot important thing because I was actually saying he's 34 but apparently he's going to be 36 at the end of this year I guess yeah. so so that even puts into perspective the more that I'm saying about the fact that we can say this two three years ago because he was 31 32 33 then when he's going to be 36 it's a whole different ball game definitely a whole different ball game you understand so these are the things that I, I really you know wish that the club will also understand I don't know how difficult it is that you know uh, we understand these things but people who actually went to schools, got trainings, went to universities to study this sports science can figure this out. I don't know how that happens. And that's why I think like maybe we see, you know, different things than they see, like they have information that we don't have or something like that. But it is what it is, man, honestly. It is what it is. Yeah. And uh, Hoke says uh, the club didn't think it was worth going to waste times at the Messi Awards last season. <laughs> I mean... It's I understand that, but what I'm saying here is that Cristiano has been to many of these awards, man. Always sitting there by by Messi, Messi winning this. You understand? So it's not like you know, uh, uh, this is the first time that Messi is winning stuff. You understand? We we know you know, Messi. I think for me personally, like in 2010, Messi was never the Ballon d'Or, never ever, not in the year that what happened with uh, you know Schneider and Inter and, and Holland as well. So I don't think he was ever the Ballon d'Or for that year. But still, you know. You want to stay, and yeah, I think that actually Real didn't go because it was all of, it was all a Barcelona affair. But what I'm just trying to see here is that like we've been there before. You understand? I don't think 
I don't know. I just feel like, you know, like the way that, that, that the club actually supported Benzema in the whole FIFA awards thing, I think it's, 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 I just feel like it's something unprecedented or something that I haven't realized before. Maybe it happened before, but I just feel like it's unprecedented, you know, because I always feel, I always know that, you know, we always go to these competitions. Ramos gets his stuff, Marcelo gets his stuff, you know, Alonso once upon, once upon a time beat as well, you know, so like the Modric's and the Cruises, they get their stuff and, you know, we move on, you know, but even though the guy doesn't mean win the main award of the night, but for the whole FIFA thing, it was just, you know, yeah, like, they were all like totally Benzema and like they were supporting the whole tweet of, you know, showing your sports car and this and that and this and that. So, yeah, that's the thing, man. I mean, I just wish, you know, like they would actually, anyways, they will actually wake up and just, you know, realize that either they get someone to support this guy or they actually grab this guy and fucking got in wall. Yeah. You don't have a second striker, but you still want to play this guy every time. Why? How does that even make sense? <laughs> Like you always say, it is what it is, man. But yeah, uh, to your point about uh, like just we not making it to the Ballon d'Ors last season, uh, you remember like back in the days, even when these players uh, didn't actually win any sort of award, these guys were still invited to these events, and it was always interesting to like see an interaction between Cristiano and Messi from all, all of these greats yeah, sitting yeah, together yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. room, and it's just not what it was like before, and uh, the legends are not making it to every uh, one of these ceremonies, so. I don't know, man. Even this season, they're probably gonna just gonna give it to Messi uh, for his World Cup, uh, and I just don't think it's gonna interest me enough to actually even tune in, even for a bit. No, yeah, I, I can understand. I can understand what you're saying. Honestly, like it's gonna be, be gonna say that. But I don't know, man. I feel like with the season Haaland's had, with breaking all the whole records in England, if he wins the treble, I think he actually gives Messi a very, very strong ground for his money, but. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Messi wins the thing. And let's not forget about it. It's also about recency bias as well, you know, because Messi won the World Cup and, you know, everyone literally forget about the superheroics of Karim Benzema as also. That's why I think, like, you know, the recency bias is also very important in this in this, in this house, actually. Because, I mean, let's go to the final and Haaland, you know, obliterates Inter, you know. He's going to be what everyone is going to talk about because you're going into the summer vacation. <laughs> That's the thing. There is no football after that. <laughs> so literally what everyone will be talking about is Haaland till the next season begins. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. But I will I understand like, you know, uh if 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 uh, I understand what you're saying about that and like, you know, a lot of people are biased against Messi. Actually it's not biased, it's just like fanboying, you know. Honestly, it's just like you're fanboying against Messi, so like you just, you know, keep pressing the whole Messi thumbnail. But yeah. I think uh, I think Haaland will be a player that will give him a run for his money if actually he can go ahead and complete the treble. Yeah, only a few games away. It's probably gonna happen. Let's see. Um, but Sunil was saying, uh, if Messi in the, is in the conversation, rather just skip the award and give it to him without a fucking ceremony. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man. He, he also says Haaland should win it, and he, it will be so deserved. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you think there are any Haaland haters out there? Everyone seems to love the guy. Uh, he's like... exactly. I mean, this is the thing. He's a very lovable person, you know. This that's just the thing, you know. Like, yeah, he's a very, very lovable, and he's a very down to the earth person, you know. Like, yeah. he's not someone who's gonna, you know, come to interviews and say shit and jack shit like that. Or he's not like the Benzema who's gonna go and be posting his fast cars, or the Cristiano who's gonna be posting his abs on, on, you know, on IG and shit like that. So I think that's his one thing. Like, you know, okay, yeah, obviously, I wouldn't say like he feels relatable, but because he's like a multi-millionaire who's gonna be a billionaire most likely, so. Uh, well, he's someone you know that people can you know uh get across much more easy. Like you know, you you feel like yeah, okay, he's one of us kind of vibe actually. Yeah, I mean, for me, Haaland is like the living the life that I thought if I would 
become a footballer to live my life like uh, just go out, uh, and be grateful for playing good football and go eat well have a bunch of uh, workouts for free sh- play around with your teammates and but still you know stay focused on the task i feel like that's why he's just so relatable for the everyday man Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. I actually remember, you know, there was the other day he gave an interview saying that he doesn't want to tell people the game he plays because it's embarrassing. And then, you know, uh, and then I I remember again he he on his story like it was shown that he was actually playing Fortnite actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's 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 how you know the guy is. But that's the thing, you know, like uh, you have someone who is young and hungry and you know going for these things. Well, that's been like only time with Chelsea because honestly, like Kylian Mbappe was very likable like eighteen months ago. Yeah, honestly, like Kylian Mbappe was very likable eighteen months ago. You know, but what's happened now? He's more be like enemy number one. Like whenever you talk about football, like everyone like yeah, he's PayPal. You know, the 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 Emir of Paris, whatever. So you know, it's it just you know it takes a bit of a bit of you know we don't know what's gonna happen when or this you know this fame and this. You know, uh, because the boy, let's not, you know, uh, kid ourselves, like, whatever he's seen at Borussia Dortmund, he's seen 10 times of it now in the English Premier League. Yep. You understand? Whatever, you know, so we don't know what's going to happen, you know, across the years as well. And eventually, if he joins Real Madrid, how is that going to, you know, uh, change him as well? So we don't know. So uh, I think that's only time will tell. Yeah, yeah. And Sunit has something to say to you. Uh, he says, can you say something embarrassing again, Farouk? It's so sexy. Embarrassing? What's that? What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that is about, oh, but <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> you guys can deal with it uh, after the podcast. Nah, I'm not gonna I, sit no, for man, it. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be involved in this conversation, man. By the way, I'm a very straight person, like straight as in straight, like you know, straighter and straight. <laughs> Let there be no confusion there. Yeah, for all the ladies watching out there, Farouk is completely straight, single, and ready to mingle. Let Let's not spoil my market, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, Farouk, uh, we talked about everything under the sun, everything under the football world, except for the fucking Sevilla game. Uh, you think we can just do like a quick preview and head into the lineups? Yeah, man. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's it's Sevilla, man. Like you know, it's always going to be a difficult task at the Sanchez Pig one, irrespective of how good or bad Sevilla is. You know. And uh, right now, actually, they're in a purple patch, I would say, you know, in the Europa final against Mourinho and, and Roma. So, and you told me like they were actually ninth and, you know, in the league right now. So it's outrageous because I remember the last, I think the last time we previewed them, they were like 18th or 17th in the league, something like this, uh, in, in the first leg. Last time home. it so, was 13th or 14th, yeah. They've been climbing up. I mean, no, the, the, when we played them the first leg, that's, that's the burn. Oh, actually, when we played the them, yeah, yeah. They were they were quite low in the league actually. I can't remember exactly what number they were, but like it was really really low actually. Yeah. So uh, it's it's you know it's it's what what a what what a turnaround. But that's the thing you know, like Sevilla actually is a team that is full of you know uh, winners. Honestly, it's, it's a team that's full of players who have that know how. You understand? But you always just you know have that I don't know how should I say it uh, up and down thing where uh, you know you 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 guys are totally down and you just need you know. A total change of everything, and eventually you guys, you know, are really able to pick things up. And we can see with Mendy Lever as well. He's coming there, and you know, this is his first final. He has a chance to win his first trophy as as a coach ever. And I think he won the Segunda B once, but he's never won because I remember in the UV game. I think the commentator was saying this like he's never won uh, 
uh, anything you know as as a, as a top flight manager. I think even that will be his first final, if I'm not mistaken. But I think he remember. I think he won the second that once. I can't remember. I am I am wrong as well. But yeah, so this is this is you know the thing. So honestly, for me, the thing is this. Uh, I wouldn't like you, Jacob. My mind still is about the incident at the Masaya, honestly. Mm. So I'm just worried how this, you know, Sankes Pigon is going to, you know, uh, react to Vinny Jr. You understand? This is just my worry, honestly, because uh, one thing that I think I came to realize, you know, after the whole thing is that actually uh, white people aren't aware of what racism means. Mm. Honestly, this is, I mean, white Europeans aren't, I mean, yeah, like the people, the white guys in the US and the UK are more aware because of the whole colonialism thing and all that. But I think white Europeans actually aren't very aware of what, you know, uh, racism means and what it entails. So, like, they will still continue to feel like we haven't done anything, which is similar to the, to the you know, to the role that I think that's the stance of Javier Chavez as well. Like, he, I also think that's what he genuinely believes. That's why he was making stupid comments. Although he apologized to me, I think, although that apology also was a half-picked apology. But I think, you know, like, understanding that fact, you know, I think they are not aware of the fact that you can say something that can actually carry such heavy repercussions but at least for now we've seen that you know uh the spanish football is actually not la liga spanish football is actually aware uh, is actually able to make shit happen you understand yeah we've seen that you know they they made tevas apologize they 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 they, they you know they they gave a stadium ban for five games you understand so this is not enough obviously we know that but it's the step in the right direction at least something is being done you understand so i think that at least will bring a bit of consciousness a bit of awareness you understand so I really hope that we don't have to talk about, you know, the obvious things at the at the at the Pijuana as well again. Uh, yeah. So for me, that's actually one thing that that that's on my mind. But away from that, I really think it's gonna be an interesting game, you know, because as I said, like Sevilla is a team on the up, and you know, uh, we're a team that's also you know looking to finish the season on the high, if uh, uh, whatever that entails. Or I don't know because what high do you want to finish if you're third or if you're second what difference does it make eventually you still qualify for the champions it's still the same thing okay maybe in the competition money it's a bit lesser but it is what it is what can we say mm. anyways yeah uh Hoke was saying uh severe plan- fans are planning to boycott the start of the game uh do you know anything about that Farouk? oh really I had no idea. Why do they want to boycott? Okay, now you got me on my on my heels, man. <laughs> yeah, you were mentioning all of the uh, things that can go wrong if we go as a team against Sevilla with Winnie in the team. But yeah, let's see. Uh, maybe Hoke can shed some light on that soon. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can just, you know, preview Sevilla in the meanwhile and if he's available, can just, you know, give us some info about that because I actually wasn't... Uh, Aware of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. So, so currently, uh, uh, yeah. Sevilla are ninth in the league. Uh, they're on forty-nine points. Athletic Club, uh, who have a game in hand, who are playing currently, uh, Osasuna, they're nil-nil, are two points ahead in seventh position. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Farouk, so seventh position means that you can play for what league? Is that the Conference League? I think sixth is Conference League. Okay. Uh, seventh oh, is not, like I, the I playoffs or something. I think seventh is like the playoffs ah. for the conference league as well. Uh, actually, I think seventh is the playoffs for the conference league. Yeah, I think since goes takes you directly to the conference league, and seventh gives you a playoff. I think, but that depends on if the two finalists in the cup have actually qualified for Europe. I think that gives the seventh position something. Otherwise, I think it doesn't. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, said no, uh, the 
fans boycotting the start of the game, it's because of the overturning of the red card for Vinicius. Okay, here we, here we go. She has hit the fan before we're going to start the game. <laughs> because the thing is the scene. People will want to, you know, people will want to boo Vinicius and all that and, you know, uh, chant against him. But the point is, after a certain period of time, that booing will start to shift to insults. And in that insult, we'll be including racial slurs. Yeah. You understand? That's how it, 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 it drifts, actually. But here we go again. Let's see, man. Let's see. Uh, I hope for, for a good game that doesn't have any stupid things in there, but... Let's, let's see how it goes, man. Honestly, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Anyways, man, just forget about that nonsense and that rubbish, man. Like, let's yeah. not give airtime to that over and over again. So let's just hope for a good game. Well, yeah, man, you were talking about the conferencing and all that. So, yeah, I mean, Sevilla has a good chance, you know, because they're going to play AS Roma in the final. And oh, we know that Moino is the king of European European Cups. Well, I feel like, you know, Sevilla might finish the league 10th or 9th or whatever it is. It might be in the UCL next year as well. Mm. But, you know, one important thing to note is that, like, Moreno literally has thrown in Serie as well. Yeah. And I think it's almost impossible for them to qualify for Champions League via Serie So, I think they also will come to that game with a mission, honestly, because they have to qualify for the Champions League as well. Because I think if Moreno doesn't get the Champions League, I think he leaves Roma this season, actually. So, that's going to be... I'm not sure why, though. That's the vibe I get, actually. Hmm. That's what I feel. Because he's always been talking about the fact that uh, look at the inter team, look at the Juventus team, look at his team. So, what are people expecting of him? Stuff, stuff like that. So, you know, Moreno, Moreno will always be Moreno. So, like, there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's it's going to be a very, very interesting thing. So, I think like Sevilla also will be up for this because they will want to, you know, go into these games into the best, into in the best shape as possible. And that what we can they do this and, you know, like just uh, winning out, you know, they have a uh, they have two games left. Actually, they play us and then they play uh Rome. Uh, they play Roma on the thirty first, which is like three, four days after they play us. Actually, yeah. So like uh, although I'm not expecting you know a fully strong first XI, I'm actually expecting you know uh a competitive XI from Sevilla as well. So because I said like they have the final four days later, so like and you know that qualification for the Champions League is very very important and more importantly, it's very lucrative you know for 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 them as well. So. I think we should, you know, look to that. And honestly, I said, like, Mendelebra has done a fantastic job, you know, uh, turning around the season and, you know, they're in the final again. And you just need to watch that that game against Juventus in the second leg, man. Like, that Brits Real Madrid all over it. Really. That had the signature of Real Madrid in Europe all over. Like, it's just know-how. Yeah. And you well, they're had having so the many white, white kit as well uh, on that night. They had the white and the, the red one, yeah. The white and red stripes. Yeah, yeah. I think UV wearing like a green, was it purple or something? Like UV wearing some weird colors anyway. <laughs> UV was wearing some weird colors. Yeah. Well, you know, that's 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 the thing, you know, like that know-how was there, was evident. And the thing is that you also question yourself, how do players like Vinicius, Kamavinka, Rodrigo, you know, develop this know-how? You also question yourself as well. How do players like, you know, uh, what's he called? Uh, Brian Hill, for example, how did he develop this know-how? How do players like Lamela develop this know-how? How do players like, you know, Papu Gomez develop this know-how? You understand? So these are things that, you know, makes you question. I also, you know, just have to accept the fact that, like, Sevilla are royalties when it comes to European football as well. Okay, I'm not first-year royalty, but when it comes to Europa League, that's their shit, man. Like, that's their stuff, you know? So, uh, yeah, they have a similar uh, thing, like a plot armor with us. And it's it's actually going to be one of the only games that I look forward to uh, till the end of the season, man. Because the Champions League doesn't interest me anymore. That game is probably like going to be a dead rubber 
But this came with the plot armor of Sevilla and with the Mourinho's chip on his shoulder, taking Roma to the Champions League and whatnot. It's going to be fun. Actually, you know, I was actually a bit, I was in two minds because, you know, uh, Roma actually had to go past Alonso's Leverkusen to get to the final, you know. I honestly was in two minds because I really wanted, you know, Alonso to also, you know, be able to, uh, you know, win that trophy and, you know, bring his team also to the UCL next season. But, yeah, I mean, Mourinho is just the master of, you know, this knockout ties, honestly. So, he always gets his shit done, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, but I really want... Uh, Mourinho to win, like, because as I said, like, Mourinho for me always remained the OG fan, uh, the OG coach, you know, although I do believe that he's uh, uh, he's done at the top of level of football right now, but I just believe that he was the OG coach, at least for me while I was growing up. He was the guy, you know, who who gave us at least some hope that, yeah, okay, you guys just sit tight and you can actually, you know, overcome this juggernaut of Pep's Barcelona, you understand? So, yeah. and eventually we did. So, yeah, because of that, for me, his place in, 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 my, in my mind is always different, you understand? Well, yeah, man, let's see, honestly, I don't know what the game is going to look like, but I think it's just going to be a game full of shithousing, man, Mourinho's Roma and, <laughs> and, uh, and the Europa League Masters in Sevilla, so it's going to be a game full of shithousing, so, man, don't be surprised if you see that the game was only played for 45 minutes or 15 minutes out of the whole 19 minutes, because someone will be on the floor rolling, someone will be kicking the ball out to throw in, you know, all these kind of things, so... Just be prepared for that. But I mean, I think it should still be an entertaining game. I think it should be a very tight game indeed as well. Yep. And uh, like I said, Mourinho has a like has made a major impact on how I see football and how I even play FIFA, man. Uh, that's I play a four four two any time that I can with most teams. Uh, whenever I go go up, I just basically sit back, uh, play uh, six midfielders, five defenders, and one striker. <laughs> that's that's what I do. <laughs> so yeah, amazing guy. Yeah, man. Exactly, indeed, man. Indeed, honestly, indeed. It's, it's, okay. it's interesting. So, well, yeah, anyways, man. man, like uh, you know, we 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 go into the game. You know, like Bono is in sensational form. Actually, you know, at, at the beginning of the season, he was really bad. But I think since the since the since the World Cup, actually, he's regained, you know, a bit of form and Bono has been really good, honestly, in goal. And, you know, uh, I think they, they, they're one of their scorers is in history as well. And, like, Bono's teammates from from the Moroccan, you know, team as well. So, it's 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 going to be quite interesting to see that as well, you know. And, uh, you know, we have just some players here and there for Sevilla as well. You know, players like, you know, Lamela has also been... Bro, you know, Lamela has been, uh, like, almost like a revelation towards the end of the season. Like, usually, you see, exactly. uh, even when he gets, like, a couple of good games in, he scores a golazo the next few games he's injured or something or just goes missing but this uh like late stretch of the season he's been able to consistently put out some good attacking numbers for Sevilla and I feel like he's gonna be really crucial tomorrow and for the final as well exactly man exactly and you know we see we see when you play people like you know uh what's he called uh, Alves man like they just really don't you know they don't get old or something like that they're just you know continuously you know, being there, I think he's 37 or 38 right now. I'm not exactly sure, but you know, he keeps continuing to perform at the highest level. So it's 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 not easy, honestly. But yeah, man. I mean, we're 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 looking forward to a very interesting game, honestly. Really, like I think we 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 teach and you know, this uh, old people like you know Fernando, the old elves, who are, the old elves will know how this thing goes, you know. So and you know, like uh, Sevilla actually has this, you know, this sheet house masters of Argentina as well. I don't know, like what's the name of the fullback. Uh, Acuna as well, you know. So like they have these guys here, so it's gonna be quite interesting to see how. Uh, exactly, let's see how Acuna and you know, I don't know if it's gonna be Rodrigo who it's gonna be how they're gonna you know, uh, do their thing as well. So 
that's going to be interesting as also. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to to an interesting game. But I said like I'm not expecting a fully flights, you know, severe to come out, uh, because of the game you know, after four days, which I understand that is of grave importance to them and their season as a whole. Yep. So, but I'm still expecting, you know, some 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 really good, you know, uh, some really good uh, really good players to be field to be on the field for Sevilla. So it should be a very interesting game, I think. Um, for me, uh, it depends on Athletic Club's game tonight. So if they somehow still hold on to a draw or they'll even go out to lose, then like Sevilla absolutely like even more of a chance to, you know, get into that playoff spot for the Conference League. And just for heading into next season, that might be kind of crucial just to keep a few of the players on board, uh, not lose, uh, hemorrhage too many players and, you know, still win a bit of money. Uh, so... Yeah, depending on how this game goes, uh, I feel like we are going to see a different lineup. Yeah, man, and that's, that's also a valid point. You know, like, they can just throw all the eggs in one basket and they will try to push as much as possible to pinch as high as they can. And, you know, uh, and honestly, the thing is, you know, winning against Real Madrid is that, you know, I don't think there's a better catalyst, you know. There's a better warm-up game for the, you know, for the Europa League final. So, yeah, I mean, they, they will be up for that as well. They will be up for that, honestly. Yeah, man. Let's see. And uh, yeah, like I said, the other thing to touch on is the, uh, like we always said, uh, the atmosphere at the Sanchez Pizjuan. It's an incredible stadium, like Sunit says, and he also says that it's one of the hottest destinations in all of Spain, literally and figuratively. So yeah, uh, we do have like a bit of an earlier kickoff as well, so it's gonna be a pretty warm evening over in Spain. Let's see, man. Hopefully, it doesn't get as hot as as the latest thing. We just, you know, get a few here, man. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, there's there's nothing so super critical in there. All right. Um, let's just head into the lineups then. Um, if you have nothing else. Sure. Why not? Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with six stitches, uh, do you think Benzema will finally get some rest, or will he still play? I think actually Benz doesn't travel. I think Benz doesn't travel. Honestly, this is what I want to think. Okay. But as you know, I don't. I'm not exactly sure about the PTT numbers, but I think someone in the chat said it was five goals. So yeah, I think if it's five goals, like with two games, they might actually want to push Benzema for that. Honestly, but I don't know. Mm. Honestly, so this is just the this is just the issue there. But I think if if uh if they're gonna be logical, I think there is no need to push you know Benzema for that. Honestly, there is no need at all. So like we just keep him in. Uh, we keep him in a wrap in cotton wool, so yeah. Do you feel the same way about uh, Vinicius as well? Do you, do you think we should actually wrap him up in wool for this one, uh, in light of all of the atmosphere and shit? I mean, the, I think for Vini, the best thing is just to get out there and play, man. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking uh, if we don't actually get him on the pitch, it might mean that oh, suddenly we're afraid of uh, races in the stadium. Like That's like the, the worst message to put out there. Yeah, I think for Vini, the best thing is just to keep playing, man. Honestly, like, I, I mean, as long as he's fit and he doesn't have an injury, I think it's 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 the best thing for him is just to keep playing. Honestly, for Vini right now, just keep playing and keep playing. Mm. So for you, the lineup is gonna look like uh, Rodrigo as the striker, Asensio and Vinicius playing on the wing. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Rodrigo as uh, Asensio in this. But I actually think if Mariano is fit, he might actually get a shout to start as well. I don't know mm. if he's fit or not. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Mariano starting, but this all depends on the fact that Benzema doesn't travel. <laughs> and I think Benzema does. I actually have a very strong feeling that Benzema doesn't travel, but 
Yeah. If there's anything we've seen that, you know, like these guys just don't really, uh, they're just behind the whole glory hunting. So they might want to, you know, ask Benzema to score. Or rather, Benzema might ask him that I want to score five goals in two games. So why not? Yeah, I mean, Sunedo saying, no, he's just going to get a seventh stitch blow in this game. <laughs> okay. I mean, I wouldn't, that's the thing, like, you know, like it's, it's, these are things that wouldn't surprise us as well because we've been saying this forever and ever and like we always have been that okay like the club sees something different you understand so that's why I'm saying like I wouldn't be surprised as well but it's mm-hmm. logical for him to not make the trip but if he makes the trip he starts for sure yeah yeah and to be fair like uh, always with these previews uh, this season uh, we never have problems like predicting the lineups for the striker I mean it's only the midfield that there's ever a doubt yeah. So yeah, yeah, let's head into the midfield. Uh, do you think actually like Cruz and Modric might be rested for the start of the game? No, yeah, I think they might be. I think Tromani, Ceballos maybe in the game. Hmm. Honestly, uh, I'm not very sure about that, but I think maybe that might be something. And you know, Cruz and Modric coming in and out. Uh, or maybe one of them starts. But anyway, I will just go with this. I will go with a, a formation of Tromani, Kamavinga. You understand? And I will play maybe a Luka Modric alongside that. Hmm. I mean, uh, for me, I just don't want to see Fede Valverde again in this game. Uh, if we are going all out, then it's going to be a hard-fought game. And last game, he just he just looked like he was out of it, man. He was just doing back passes. He was he wasn't really taking people on. Uh, he didn't feel like uh, he was up for the game, basically. So he deserves a well-deserved rest for the rest of the season. Uh, maybe even figure some personal things out. So yeah, that's what I hope for. And I, I just hope we can see Kamavinga, Chomini together, playing together because that's the future of our team. And what better way to test that out uh, like against a team like Sevilla? I mean, honestly, that's the thing. Like, you know, honestly, like, I, I just feel like we, we, have, we have run this guy into the ground. You know, we say he has two engines, you know, seven lungs, whatever, whatever. But I think we've just run him into the ground, honestly. So I think the, that's the thing. Like we need to shut him down for the season. I said this in one of our previous previews. We need to shut him down for the season. His season needs to be terminated right here and right now. Well, it was four games ago, but two games later, we are still talking about we need to shut down his season because he's still playing honestly. Yep. And that's the thing. Like we're talking about because I I said this. Our season begins now. Next season starts now. You understand? So how do you make sure that the players come into the preseason in optimum shape? Because the thing is that it's it's a domino. You understand? It's a domino. You 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 have niggling injury in preseason. You don't do complete preseason. You come into the season not fully fit. Easily to pick a nickel, pick pick a knock, pick a nickel, pick a knock. You understand? So it continues to affect the continuity of your play. Mm. Your the, the the ability to be available is continuing to be affected. You understand? So this is the reason why it is optimal for now to make this conscious decision that we'll save the season next year. Yeah. Let's just hope and uh, so yeah, I guess uh, that wraps up the midfield and the attacking positions. So with defense, we seem to have suddenly a lot more options. We didn't talk, have all yeah. of these options for the City game. <laughs> uh, so do you think actually yeah. Mendy will play um, or will Rudiger start again at left back? Because last game, Rudiger was really, really good. I think Mendy plays because, I mean, he's not there, so he's here. So I think Rudiger, I think Mendy plays. Mm-hmm. I really, I do think Mendy play. I think Mendy plays. I think maybe most likely Lucas Vasquez plays as well. Right. And the center back pairing is what I will leave to you to make the choice. Um, last game we weren't really sure why Militao was out of it. Um, maybe because like a niggling injury, maybe 
or they basically shut him down. I'm not sure. But if Militao is injured, then it's obviously just going to be Nacho and Alaba. Maybe Rudiger pops in for Nacho. I'm not so sure. Mm, I see. I see. Well, I mean, uh, it, as I said, like, you know, I just really hope that, you know, Carlo will finally decide on what he wants his partnership to look like. Obviously, like, it's going to always be flexible depending on the game and the profile of the players you're playing against. But if you can have a more, you know, steady partnership, that way you can build more confidence and you can spread it across the back line. But I feel like alternating centre-backs continuously isn't the way forward. Mm. I think it isn't the way forward, but I can understand if you want to keep, you know, alternating the season. But I think from the start of next season, the preseason, you need to decide on what your uh, uh, your five and six position is going to be like. And you have to just keep, you know, keep creating that and hope that, you know, eventually they will sort that out and build the confidence and, and eventually the former commander. I just know one thing, man. We have to build around uh, Alaba. Obviously, that means that uh, Alaba's not going to stay here for the like the long term, right? Uh, and Alaba's our best defender out there. Like, we just literally can't have a defense without Alaba playing in any of the big games. So, it's yeah. definitely going to be uh, uh, prioritizing Militao and Alaba's positions. And if they can get like a very long string of games going, I feel like we have every chance of succeeding as defensively in La Liga at least. Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, that's true. That's very true. Honestly, well, I mean, that's I, honestly for me, as I said, like the exact numbers, like the exact persons, personal, really does not matter. I just want consistency for now because, as I said, like both Trudiga and Amilita and Alaba, like are very you know top class centre backs. Obviously, like the season Rudiga hasn't been up to the par, you know, for a lot of the time. But the game against the Haaland does just show that there is a player in there. You understand? We just need to find a way to cook that out. You understand? So I think like uh, if we can, you know. Even Salute rather, because it's not our job to do that. And Salute should decide on what he wants his partnership to look like. And hopefully, based on that, you know, uh, if he sticks to his guts and just continue to trust in that, I believe that eventually that continuity will lead to, you know, uh, form as well. Yeah, man. I guess uh, that's it. Uh, there is no doubt that Koto is going to start <coughs> a hard game against Sevilla where we're yeah. going to face shots. No chance of. <laughs> so, do you have you seen any loan in uh, interest from other. Uh, clubs or whatever because I haven't seen any sort mm. of news no I haven't come across that as well honestly I haven't mm. come across interest in knowing from other teams as well I'm sure you're aware of that yeah, uh, that's just another but I question. think most likely he, he yeah yeah exactly I think, but I think he goes most likely in the, in the off season man I think he finds greener pastures and hopefully you know maybe it's, he's a kind maybe it's a kind of situation where you send a player out and you put a buyback or like you put I don't know a first option on him something like that yeah, yeah. <sighs> I guess uh, that wraps up, wraps it up. Um, do you have anything else to add? It's just going to be an exciting game, isn't it? And I just can't wait to go see it. Yeah, I mean, I hope it is an exciting game as well. Hopefully, we you know. Let's 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 you know have some fun. Let's enjoy the game. Hopefully, and yeah, man, it is what it is. Let's 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 get into the predictions, man. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, bro? Oh, sorry, on Saturday. Uh. For me, um, I just want to see um, maybe Xiaomini score. So it's going to be a 1-0, keep a clean sheet. You know, uh, because Xiaomini has been trying it for like all of the matches that I've seen so far, these long shots, and one of them has to go in. And I feel like going, if, it, yeah. if it has to be a tight game, that's, like, that's just one player that I want to score. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go a bit negative. I think we're going to lose the game 2-1. 
2-1. Maybe Chuamini scores, as you said, but I think uh, it's not a game that we win uh, on Saturday. For some reason, I just feel like that's that's a big game that we win. But yeah, let's see, man. Let's see how it goes. I just hope we have a good game. You understand? A clean game, a good game, a respectful game. Yeah. And let's see how everything pans out. Cool. All right, then. Uh, let's just do the housekeeping. Uh, thank you guys for all of the people who have been here. Dennis, the Dennis's, the Hokies, the, uh, the Sunnis. You're always here in the chat, helping us forward. Even Hassan. He's been tuning in for the last few previews. And the City fans, like Sam, uh, thank you for keeping us company exactly. and you know, keeping us on our toes. Uh, so anyways, exactly. there's, six of you in, <laughs> there's six of you in the uh, live right now. So if you can all go hit like, that would really help us out. Really make our night and really help us out. Uh, and uh, Actually, you know, the, the, the good thing here, sorry for interrupting Jacob, is that the good thing is that, you know, like, we actually, you know, uh, have nice City fans in our, you know, chat box and all that. So it's kind of like builds up, you know, a kind of a friendly rivalry that, you know, we understand, like, I mean, everyone says shit, you understand, like, as you said, like, you know, Sam and, you know, and and, and Sunil, we're going back and forth in the chat, but, you know, it's all banter, like, there is no, you know, nothing personal, you know, so, you know, that kind of, like, builds up a rivalry, like, so, imagine next year if we get drop, drawn in the group stages together, man, like, it's going to be so fun, you know, to see the interaction between, you know, our side and their side, so, I mean, at least, you know, that the whole... Uh, the, the the tie actually has brought us, you know, in touch with really, really, you know, cool people in, in, in the chat and what is and why and cool following. So hopefully, you know, this is the beginning of, of a very strong rivalry because I think City is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So, and as you said, you know, to eventually win this trophy, you might have to start going through City year after year. So okay. this might be the beginning of, you know, you remember those times that we always were playing Bayern Munich, maybe, you know, we're always against Bayern Munich, always against Bayern Munich. So yeah. maybe that's the, that's the beginning of one of those as well. And it's, and it's these sort of games that, you know, actually, as players, gets you haters from whole countries. Remember the Sajja Ramos challenge <laughs> against Salah? Yeah. Exactly. 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 That's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. That's true, man. Yeah. Really lovely having all of your fans out here. We welcome you guys. Uh, do stay active in the chat. And uh, for all of the audio platform listeners out there, if you... Uh, can actually make it to the YouTube channel. You can hit subscribe here as well. Tune in and actually see our faces. Get more engaged. Uh, be a part of the conversation in the chat as well. And if you want even more juicy, juicy Real Merit content, do follow us on our Instagram and our Instagram partners over at Real Merit Committee uh, for some awesome stuff. And I guess, yeah, that's it uh, for this one. And Farouk, you know what to say. Hala Madrid! Hala Madrid! Thank you.